Hey besties, I'm Sadie. I'm Ashley. And I'm Megan, and this is the Books, Cleverness, and Chaos podcast. Where we talk about anything that's interesting us at the moment. Enjoy! Hi guys, and welcome to our third episode of our podcast. So exciting. Today we're going to be talking about books that shaped us and kind of were a big part of our childhood. So, Megan... Would you like to get us started? I would love to. So the first book series that I would like to talk about, and I have so many, like, so many good memories connected to it, is the Percy Jackson slash Heroes of Olympus series. It's like a two-series thing. They go hand in hand. If you read it, it's not as complicated as it sounds. But I just absolutely love these books I read them starting in the third grade and I think that it carried me all the way into fifth grade um and I it was like the first series that I read that wasn't like childish in any way it felt more grown up it was very much like the first of the young adult type books that I've been reading and um just the storylines and the characters and watching these group this like group of kids grow up that's like something really special especially when you're the same age as them and you're growing up with them it felt like these guys were my friends and like I was there with them on their journeys and missions and adventures and I just I have so much love for these books. They were the first books that I think I ever truly like adored. Like the first fandom I ever joined was the Percy Jackson fandom. And I, it has a special place in my heart forever. Okay. So my first book is Stargirl by Jerry Spinelli. And Jerry Spinelli is a very well-known, I feel like kind of childish author for the Stargirl series, not only in some of his other books, but um, this book is really like the first book that I ever like actually enjoyed reading. And it's still my favorite book to this day. Like when I talk about my favorite books, this book is the one, even though it is a childhood book. And then like, it's not super like advanced reading. Like it's a really easy read. It's like only a couple hundred pages, but um, it kind of shaped my personality back in like elementary and middle school. And made like I don't know made me who I am I guess like I took a lot of the personality traits from the main characters and made them my own so that book was definitely one for the definitely one for the records (laughs) Ashley what about you what's your first favorite oh my gosh so before I say a book um because Megan and I grew up in the same environment we did read a lot of the same books So if there are some repeats, like, I really do apologize. But for me, my first, my top book series, no matter what, will always be Percy Jackson as well. And I think it's mostly because I could see myself as some of those characters and traits that I carried in myself as someone who struggled in school to make friends and, like, didn't really understand aspects of 
education, I guess. Like, I'm not a math gal. I don't enjoy math. Don't get math. Numbers, what are you? Um, but I just, I really enjoyed it because I felt like you could, anyone could attain knowledge about this series and it wasn't super difficult to understand like the Greek mythology aspect of it. And uh, I'm a daughter of Athena, so cabin six gang. But I think my favorite part about this book was that I accidentally kind of had a group of friends who were mostly guys and then my sister and we all kind of read them together. So no one else knew what we were talking about except for like me and my sister, another girl, and like two guys in my class, and we would just geek out over it, and everyone else would be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? So, yeah, Percy Jackson by Rick Warden, highly recommend. Before, like our, before Megan goes, I would also like to say that I am also House of Athena, so House of Athena gang. Well, little coinky-dink here, I am also a daughter of Athena, um, but kind of like what Ashley was saying, how it was like this little accidental group. It was like our own little book club. It was so much fun. Um, my next series that I'm going to talk about is The Land of Stories by Chris Colfer. If you know who Chris Colfer is, he played Kurt on Glee, which is like an extremely popular TV show. Um, but we're not talking about Glee today. Today we're talking about books. Um but The Land of Stories is like a retelling of the grim fairy tales. There was like Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and Little Red Riding Hood and Hansel and Gretel and Goldilocks, but like modernized. And it follows these twins, Alex and Connor, and they're, they find themselves thrown into this magical land and... I wanted to be them so bad. I wanted to be Alex so bad. She was so cool. She was smart and funny and entertaining and a great leader. And she was a good sister. I just thought she was the coolest. And some of the other characters like Froggy and Red Riding Hood and Jack, like they were all super complex. Because when you're reading the fairy tales as a kid, they don't, like, characterize them all that much. Because you're really just learning how to read and following the plot. But these books really gave, like, personalities to these characters. And it was super interesting to read them as, like, a middle schooler. Read all of my favorite fairy tales from when I was a child. And see them as people and not just characters so sadie what is your next book my next book is actually a series um surprise surprise you guys probably already know what i'm going to talk about uh harry potter by jk rowling um these books really now that i think about it they really mess me up (laughs) because i'm still a huge fan of them to this day and i think that if i wouldn't have ever gotten into them I don't think I would be where I am today. And um, besides all the bad points to the book, because obviously there's a ton of bad points, especially with the writing. um, 
not what I'm going to talk about today, even though I could go on about J.K. Rowling and how much I hate that woman. But um, these books really kind of shaped me. Like, I've always kind of felt connected to some of the characters. And as some, you guys probably might not be able to tell through the podcast, but as Ashley and Megan might know, I mean, my personality is very rounded because of the Weasley twins and Luna and Hermione and even um, Mr. Chosen One, Harry Potter, sometimes, too. Um, I act like them for reasons that are unknown, and I kind of always have, but um, Luna, especially, is a character a lot like Stargirl. Um, They both kind of meshed together to make my sort of personality that I am in public, while Fred and George and Harry are kind of who I really aspire to be and I mean if without Harry Potter I wouldn't be making this podcast you know I wouldn't be on TikTok so I really felt the need to say that one and the series and other series like Percy Jackson which I never read Percy Jackson but I did read the graphic novel versions of Percy Jackson (laughs) which were incredible by the way if you're not a reader I do suggest reading those graphic novels because they were amazing but Harry Potter was the one series that I was kind of just, like, clicked with as a kid. So, much love to the Harry Potter cast. That is okay. Not Tom Felton or any of the other stupid idiots. But to the good people, I love you. To the bad people, (laughs) go die in a hole. Ashley? (laughs) Wow, yeah. (laughs) Um, Surprisingly, I didn't read Harry Potter growing up. Neither Um, did I. Yeah, so Megan and I only got into Harry Potter, like, this summer because of, ugh, cringing here, um, Draco talk, but I, I just, I was always fascinated by it, but the first movie I ever watched when I was, like, eight was Chamber of Secrets, and I hate spiders with my whole being. They actually terrify me, like, Ron and I, same level. So I basically thought that the entire series was about spiders for way too long. You can blame our never dad for that. There, yeah. You can blame our dad for that. He thought Chamber of Secrets was the first movie. There are a lot of spiders, so. though, to be fair. If you're, if you're arachnophobic, yes. you can't really like Harry Potter very much. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do any justice it, for you. Yeah, she... It, it doesn't help. It definitely was like a, oh no, yeah, I'm more scared of spiders now. <laughs> we'll be thinking about this for the next six months and all of my nightmares. Thank you so much. Every time but... I rewatch the movies, I can't look at that scene. I literally have to stare at my lap or at my hands or I have to be doing something so I can listen in, but I, ca- I cannot watch the screen. I hate spiders Are you guys, so are you guys afraid of spiders? Like genuinely afraid of them? Yes. Genuinely oh my god. Afraid. I genuinely... Why did I not know that? I... Like, the concept idea being of a spider just sends chills down my spine. I hate spiders. Like, why the hell are you fuzzy? (laughs) Why do you have eight legs and too many eyes? It's scary. Um, And you don't know that until just now. Um, Because I don't like people knowing I have weaknesses. It's... um, (laughs) It's like this once a month thing. I have this God complex that I'm like, oh my God, I'm the greatest person ever. But then most of the time I'm like, oh my God, someone's going to find out that you are not the greatest person ever. And that's going to suck for you because they won't like that's you anymore. Hilarious. I'm, 
I don't know if I would say that I'm afraid of spiders, but if, like, there's one in my house, I'm going to be like, oh, not going near that. <laughs> yeah, you know else yeah. Is a fellow arachnophobe? Miss Annabeth Chase from the Percy Jackson You series. know what? I can see that. She hates spiders, too. I can see that. If you Valid. If you read it's the valid. books, there's, like, there's a couple scenes. There's even, like, really a, almost a whole book dedicated to in some way or another the fact that Annabeth just really hates spiders it has to do with like the Greek mythology behind Athena and one of the monsters that is created at the time who is like basically a giant spider but um it's really funny because when I read that I was like girl same I hate spiders too I'd start crying too I really can't say anything about you guys being afraid of spiders because not only am I a little bit afraid of them, like, I can't, like, make fun of you guys about it because my biggest fear is literally bridges, so. Bridges are so are. scary. People, yeah. people, they're literally, they're literally terrifying. terrifying. People make fun of me for it all the time, but I'm like, you go on a bridge when it's windy, or you have a dream about driving straight off a bridge like I did in eighth grade, and you tell me you're not scared anymore. You tell me, you watch a video of a bridge falling over, and you tell me you're not scared. We then feel- don't watch the movie Inception. Yeah, no. I'm going to now that, that you say that just because I want to, but um <laughs> that movie is so that movie is so trippy and there's these scenes that come out of nowhere and you're like what is happening? What is going on? I'm absolutely flabbergasted. I have no idea what's I happening. I will definitely be watching that movie well, later. Oh, really? Pulled out the Really pulled out the thesaurus out there. I know. Wow. I know. Literary queen. You can tell you're a reader. We're getting off topic. Ashley, what was your next book? I was literally just about to say, let's focus in, ladies. (laughs) Um, My next book. Okay, so my list doesn't go in order anymore. I just wanted to put Percy Jackson as my number one. But this, these two book series go hand in hand, and it's the Goddess Girls series and the oh Mythomania series. But, <laughs> uh, so, uh, if you couldn't tell, I'm a nerd, and I, I, I just love to learn, but like not in a way that I have to be tested on. So, give me all these like random niche facts that you don't need to know to like live, and I love it. But you tell me how to use the Pythagorean theorem, and I'm like, I'm like, bestie, what? Anyways, these two book series introduced me to my love of Greek mythology in like the first grade. And I kid you not, I read all the ones my school had. I had a tendency to do that where I'd like really just fixate onto one series and just crank through all the ones that were available at my school library at the time. It got like, and this is where my love for Percy Jackson came because by the time I finished what books of the goddess girl series and mythomania series my school had i was old enough and like mature enough to understand what was going on in percy jackson in the third grade so i started reading that so that's how i found my love of percy jackson and i i kid you not like i think that's pretty much it for my greek mythology love but i did join the mythology club at my middle school oh my god and I had remember to like doing learn different facts about it like different stories of mythology and every year in English class when we'd touch on Greek mythology 
everyone would look at like a certain group of us who were in the mythology club to like answer their questions and i'd be like um please don't perceive me (laughs) that's funny that you bring those books up um actually because i used to always check those books out and read the first couple chapters and then turn them back into my school library because i could not finish them like I used I used to start them and then I couldn't get through them because I wouldn't understand any of the big words because I'm I'm not really like I was never really a reader until now but I couldn't finish them but I it used to make me so upset because they were so good oh hot hot topic big question how many of us originally thought Persephone's name was um me yeah absolutely I thought she was the goddess of phones for a minute too I was like I was like, oh, same. Shadi got the phone line. I was like, I was like, oh my god, she invented cell phones. Funny story about that. Oh my god, technology. iPhones in ancient Greece. Funny story about that. My teacher asked me who invented um, phones one time, and I literally said Percival. It was the most embarrassing moment of my life. Oh, Katie. It's all right because you know what? I learned. I learned. Yeah, you grow. You grow. That's character development. Character really development is. Yeah. is knowing that Persephone <laughs> wasn't the actual goddess of phones. Yeah, and also okay. that it's pronounced Persephone. I and still not pronounce Persephone. it Persephone because it's the only way I that my brain Persephone. can comprehend it. Whenever I need to like spell it out, like phonetically, I say Persephone. I do the same thing with the word together. I say to get her every time I write it out in my little dum-dum brain because I can't put the word together. That's why I'm Wednesday. I have to break it up into chunks. I can't Wednesday is Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when I'm this writing is, it out. This isn't really like that, but I always say Canada, Canada. Um, I've done it for a long time, and no hate to my, uh, Canadian friends, um, I don't really have any, but, you know, if I did, I'm sorry. Canadian I do not babe. disrespect your country, but Canada is so oh, it's much 100%, more fun to say. I do have a Canadian friend, actually, Julie. I don't know if she listens to this, but hi, Julie. Um, <laughs> hi. Sorry, sorry for, for disrespecting, disrespecting Canada, but Canada is so much more fun to say than Canada. So, you know what? I'm going to drive up there just like and America punch you in the face should... real quick, just for fun. America so should America. I agree. America just shouldn't exist. We should just be oh. fully Canadia. It, we're we're bottom Canadia. Canadia. <laughs> yeah, okay, literally. we're getting Canadia. off topic again. I love, um, I love it. We're getting off topic. But whose turn is it? Is it my turn? Megan, it's my Megan what's your next book? Okay, so ladies, we're going to see a theme here of here's another Rick Borden oh, series. The, the King yep. Chronicles. It's a, it's a trilogy and it follows Carter and Sadie Kane, who are brother and sister, and their journey into finding out how their family is connected to Egyptian mythology. Um, again, like I said, you're going to see a theme that I am a mythology bitch i love like learning about ancient cultures and how they're like 
belief system worked, I guess. But Carter is um, the older brother, and Sadie is the younger sister. And I, I think Sadie is just so funny. She's like, they grew up in separate households. So Carter grew up in America, and Sadie grew up in um, London. And she has, like, a British accent. She's got blonde hair with pink streaks. She's, like, Miss Rebel Rebel. And Carter is, like, the biggest goody two-shoes that you ever did meet. He has older sibling syndrome to the max. And when they, in, like, the first book, you kind of see them rekindling their, like, sibling relationship. But, like, by the end of the book, he is, like, the protector, you know, the older sibling issue. And Sadie is, like, the really mean, aggressive younger sibling who, if you touch her sibling, she won't hesitate to cut you. But also, she just, like, constantly makes fun of him because there's, like, there's another character who Carter has a crush on. And for a while, he just, like, can't talk to her. And so Sadie just, like, rips him a new one every time. And I thought that it was a really interesting take on Egyptian mythology and um, it kind of made it more accessible to white people, Americans, you know, people who didn't grow up in that culture. We, it was, it's obviously fictional, but like, I, I feel like I've learned a good amount from it as a kid. Um, so yeah, Sadie. So, Megan, I just wanted to say something before I start. I had that book series um, on my um, little piece of paper that I had next to me with all my books. But I didn't know, I didn't remember Mm -hmm. the name. So I just had a little triangle and two little people. um, Because (laughs) I also, (laughs) another Rick Reed. Oh, because the first The Red Pyramid. And I remembered that as soon as you started talking, so I wrote it down. But um, that's another one of Rick's... um, book series is that I read as a graphic novel and um it might just be the reason why I'm such a bitch now because I loved Sadie because not only because we had the same name Sadie but because she was that older protective sibling and I or that was she younger I don't remember she's younger she was younger but she was kind of the mean sibling even though me and my um sibling are both very very rude um but (laughs) Sorry, Sid. It is. She's the best policy. Me and my sister are both insanely rude. Um, Sydney is insanely, insanely rude if you're listening to this. But I I love you. Just kidding. I don't. But whatever. (laughs) We love you, Sid. We love you. So that's funny that you bring that up. But my next um, book is kind of like a three-in-one deal. Because I wanted to touch on these three books stories whatever it's called as kind of like an all-in-one thing because they were the reason why I got into so much like horror movies and like stuff like that so the first one is Cask of Amontillado by Edgar Allan Poe um my one of my favorite short stories ever I love Cask of Amontillado every year that we read it in English I literally get so excited because it is my favorite thing I have it in my bookshelf I have the whole Edgar Allan Poe series because I love him don't necessarily love what he's done, like, 
other than his writing wise he wasn't you know yeah, as a person like, as i a person, hate him no like he's the worst person ever exist in my brain but casca montiato shaped me now before casca montiato in about third grade i read this book called or oh my gosh i don't even remember what this was actually called but it was a short story called the girl with the red ribbon and you guys have probably read it because it scared the literal shit out of me because we didn't read a lot of like horror or um like thrillers not not because we didn't want to but we the school that we went to it was not they didn't oh, deem it appropriate right. like we they didn't let us read Edgar Allan Poe till like 6th right. or 7th grade but we did read the raven I love like the raven three times. the raven is another one oh, yeah. but pretty much the girl with the red ribbon it's the girl that always wears this ribbon around her neck and her husband's like, hey, will you take the ribbon off? Please take the ribbon off. I just want to get in your pants. Not really, because it's a book for children. But that's the main, that's the main idea. It's like, why do I always wear this red ribbon? And then she's like, we're married now. I can finally take off my red ribbon. And for me, I was always like, what is this shit? Is this, like, stupid or whatever? Like, is this just, like, something that she does, like, to be modest? Which, like, is fine. But, like, um, right. the re- she took off the red ribbon and her head fell off. Like, the red ribbon was, like, holding her head together. And it used to scare me so bad, but I loved it. Um, what? Okay, I know what you're talking about. I watched, like, a YouTube video about it because I couldn't get myself to read it because it did yeah, scare the shit out of the time. me. But I didn't know and what you're talking about now. Besties, I will I send you. I will send you the book because it's online. I found it online because I was looking for it when I, was, when I was looking for my books. I will literally send it to you. It's my favorite thing ever. Yeah. I go back and read it whenever I'm feeling, like, nostalgic and gross because, you know, I'm crazy. But... The last thing was these books. Um, I had this friend named Faith in elementary school. And for some reason in my mind, she's real. But I'm like 110% sure that like she was someone that I made up. Um, like, I cannot <laughs> find this girl anywhere. So I'm pretty sure her last name is like Harold or something. Faith Harold, if you were listening to this, you went to Van Gorder Elementary School in like wherever we live i'm not gonna say that on the internet but you went to vanguard elementary school with me and um we read we every single week that we went to the library we would check out these books and they were alien books uh sasquatch books any book with like i don't know what it's called myths mythical creatures kind of like like creatures that people are like sure they exist but they don't really like gravity falls type vibes we would check them out religiously like we had a club just the two of us were in a club that we made up together where we would read these books at recess and research aliens it was like the alien lovers club and i swear to you faith was like the first person that i actually liked (laughs) like like as a like a person (laughs) like i was like oh my god you are the coolest person ever like she may not even not even exist like like, like cool. I'm okay. sure she does because like I wrote about her and like like as my best friend in third grade in all my journals, but like there's no way that she actually exists like at all. So was she real or was she a fake? Literally, in my imagination. We'll never <laughs> so know. those were my three books that kind of got me into horror, and probably the reason why I'm so obsessed with it by Stephen King now. So Ashley, what is your next book? Um, so for me, my next book is the Hunger Games series, and I have, like, a funny story that goes along with this, but I have to set the scene a little bit. So, in the early 
tens, like I'm talking 2009 to 2011, we all know that Twilight and Harry Potter were busting. They were cranking out movies. They were wrapping up their series collectively. But Hunger Games was kind of on the rise. And um, went to this summer camp where we would talk about books all the time. But the only two books we ever talked about were Twilight and, Her- and um, The Hunger Games. Both books, I was like seven. So I was way too young to read. And I always befriended people older than me because I didn't like people my age. And I still struggle with that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so they, these girls that were in like the eighth grade when I was in like the second grade would always let me sit in in their little book clubs. And they would always be talking about either Team Jacob or Team Edward and Team PETA or <laughs> other one. Yeah. Not yeah, the yeah. other one. The other one. If you're, Anyways, yeah, you're not one welcome on this podcast. Here. Not a safe no, place for team other Anyway, He's a figment of our imagination. I kind of... Yeah, absolutely. He's fake. I really believe, like, although he's a fictional character, but even then, he's fake in the story. I think he might be a fictional, <laughs> like, creation of Katniss' oh my God, mind because she had no friends. He was a coping anyway, mechanism? Because <laughs> that would be a coping mechanism for After loneliness. After dad died? Yeah, out of pocket. Exactly. Out of Anyways, pocket. moving on. So Sorry. Kind of, sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, so I kind of forgot about the series because I stopped going to that summer camp. But then my friend, whose name I will not give you for her own privacy, she had a Hunger Games-themed birthday party, and we did archery. And as like a parting gift for everyone who attended it wasn't that many girls and she's an only child but she gave us the book series to read and she and we'd been talking about it and she had already read it and she's like ashley you're gonna love this read it and i was like yeah okay i trust you and i I did and she was and i was obsessed i don't think ashley's really explaining but she gave each person a box set. Oh my god! Of the Hunger Games. Of the books. So yeah. Ashley and I each have our own box set. Still have them. It's like the coolest thing I've ever gotten to just That's because incredible. I attended I a party. One. And on yeah, and on top of that, we got to do our. Oh my god! What? Literally, give me this party. Yeah. It was actually like huge power move on her part for having this birthday party. Anyways, I was obsessed. I am Team Peta, but I believe Finnick supremacy. supremacy. Yes. And yeah. sorry, <laughs> I'm really passionate about um, Finnick. I feel very, I feel very deeply for Finnick Odair, but it was the first time that I found the second book in a series, the best it's, book. Okay, literally, book it's the facts because not only is there Finnick, but the whole book just like is like. Uh, and well okay i haven't like i don't even remember if i finished the book i remember reading it but the movie even was incredible yeah the it, was it was so good fully, it like fully tied it in like a perfect little knot also- it, it was everything i wanted when i read the books because i read the books first and then i watched the movies and i remember loving the book so much and i was like oh i hope the movie lives up and it's the first time that, yeah. like, it did. It did it what really I did. wanted it to do. And, like, and the, 
the casting was perfect. You got Mr. Stanley Tucci. Wow. You got the Tucci. King. Hell yeah. Tucci. Uh, and you've got, you've got, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks. You've got Woody Harrelson. That's, that's a character what? that shaped me is Joanna. I am, I am oh, Joanna yes. in my flesh. Not actually, but I want to be. But like, like she yeah, was, like she was an worst, but I loved person, her. But like, I'm in love with her. She scared me. She scared me to the core. I was so afraid of her, but in the way that you're like, I am so scared of you. But also, if we were friends, I, I stop would love because you so I'm literally Megan. <laughs> because you're wait. I don't know which characters you guys would be, but I would be the Joanna in our friendship. I'd be yeah, the and then I'd be oh Katniss God, and Megan Sabita. That's so I'm also like kind of. I can be like a terrible person sometimes, not because I'm like a a bad person with bad morals, but I just make decisions that are like I also actually like, why. I also feel like I could be why. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, because all of these books shaped who we are. I find all of really? us can be a and little bit of And it might just because everyone. I'm a flirty little Gemini that I'm Finnick, but like when he tossed that sugar cube at her in the movie, oh my god, oh my god, yes, that really that was a cultural so and personal reset for me. Yeah, it did. Ev- it was everything, everything that I need. Everything and a half, Sam. Sam Clapton. Okay, Megan. We love you. Megan, what's your next series, my dear? Oh, hey, we're back to the mythology. Uh, Magnus Chase and the Gods of Asgard by, you guessed it, Rick Rorden. Um, I just, it made me giggle. It was, it may not be like his most famous piece of writing. It's not hot take. It's not even like the best of the, the series that he's done. But it's Annabeth Chase's cousin Magnus, who, and you're going to say, Megan, Annabeth Chase is part of Greek mythology. Why the hell are you talking about the gods of Asgard? Oh, that's a good question, because her cousin is somehow into Norse mythology on his family's side. I don't know how that works. I don't know how a family could be from such different places. But we're going to ignore it. My favorite thing about this book was the ginger representation of Thor. Thor was a ginger and I cackled when I read the character description because this dude just sounded kind of like a ginger Santa Claus. Like, kind of useless, but fun. (laughs) He... Megan, I never want to hear you say yeah, Santa if Claus you ever is say useless that, Megan, ever again. I will drive to your house and kill you. Okay? No, you won't. I'll have, co- I'll have cookies. I'll have cookies. No, I'll for eat the you, cookies so first, and me. then I'll kill you. But <laughs> I'll try- or no, I'll kill you first, and okay. then I'll eat the cookies. Okay, let me backtrack. Me and Ashley, me and Ashley will share the snack. cookies over your dead body. If Megan goes missing, I'm not <laughs> the one who did it. Uh, yeah, but I would check Ashley. Definitely not us. I'm feeling the love right now. 
Okay, says, so what happens when your friends with a Ravenclaw and a Slytherin and you're a Hufflepuff, Megan? We're I feel just personally looking. attacked. I know. I've <laughs> I've been dealing with this my whole life. <laughs> I know. I live with her. I've spoken to her. But let me backtrack. Okay. <laughs> Santa Claus is not useless. But what I meant was, is like, his role is truly only important when it like at one like one time like thor's character was like kind of dumb like he was funny and entertaining and i kind of wish they had more scenes with him in it but like he was only helpful like maybe once or twice all of the other scenes it was really just him being like a comedic relief situation and honestly, I love that for them. But yeah, I I've got a thing for mythology. If you like mythology, I will love you. All right. So I have two more books. You're left. up, babe. Um, one of the two I'm going to talk about right now, and that is Phantom of the Opera. Now, not only was Phantom of the Opera one of my favorite books, um, and it still is, but it was one of my favorite musicals. Like, it was one of the reasons why I like theater now, I guess. I'm not, like, a theater kid because I can't sing. But, like, I love theater and I love listening to the music. But Phantom of the Opera, the book, was another book that kind of got me into horror because it was kind of a not-scary kind of ghost kind of book. Um, but spooky, chilling, scary, but a little spooky. bit. Like, the thought, like, oh, if I was a singer at this... Um, at this opera house, I could just possibly get kidnapped by a guy with a messed up face. And, um... Right. Yeah, it was a thriller. It was just, like, the idea of it, you know? And I think that I read this book the fastest that I've ever read a book before when I was younger. I read this book in one day, maybe, like, two hours. Like, I was flipping through those pages. And it's, it's a pretty short book. Like, it's only, like, 120 pages, so it doesn't take you that long anyways. But the book really was amazing, and I loved it. I didn't really take any of the characters' personalities, but from that day forward, I've always kind of had this, like, feeling of, I really want to be an opera singer. Just for the fact that, oh my gosh, and I'm totally blanking on the main character's name. I didn't even know what he looked like, but he was hot in my mind. Like, how I was imagining the main love interest, not the guy (laughs) who kidnapped her, but the guy who saved her. Oh, Raphael. Is that his name? Raphael, I think. He was, like, a stud in my mind. Like, I still have a crush on this man to this day. So, Raphael, if you're listening, come come get me. You know where to find me. Um, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. So your ominous. series. Or book, I guess. Um, so, my next book is Out of My Mind by Sharon M. Draper, I believe. And this book, guys, I'm, I'm not even kidding. This book shook me to my core in the fourth or fifth grade when I read it with my class. I think it was fifth grade. It's a book about a young girl who has cerebral palsy and she can't speak. And it's just about us like living in her brain and just knowing how smart she is and how like she's rich she's like really a genius and how she has to handle not being able to communicate with people in a normal way and like a big part of the book was her getting 
a machine that helps her speak. And throughout the book, like a common theme is like, I just want to be able to tell my parents I love them and how thankful I am that they stuck by my side and not only like keep me alive, but they keep me living. They keep me active and they keep me happy. And I just want to tell them how much I appreciate that. And being such a young person and reading this with my class completely changed my perception of the disabled community and just how important inclusion is not even just in your real life, but in the media, because the media is so normally like a place where people want to, with air quotes, want to present perfect um, ideals of society. And the disabled community has been barred from that, from the media for so long, because they just don't fit that stereotypical standard. And this book really just turned me onto the importance of like, other people are so important to like who you are and one of the characters is not a disabled woman and she is like the friend to our main character whose name I can't remember because it's been like 10 years since I've read this book but I'm not kidding I think about this book at least like three times a month and just like how am I being inclusive in who I am as a person and how can I do it better so Megan what you got? Um, I want to talk about something that's a little bit older. The Nancy Drew series. I don't exactly know how it happened, but I, like, collected slash was given a pretty hefty amount of the old vintage Nancy Drew books. Like, the fancy hardback ones that had that, like, bright yellow binding but I got like I probably had like 20 of them at the most and I think I read like all of them I that was what really started me on my obsession with like true crime and you know mysteries and Sherlock Holmesy type stuff but like female heroine I loved Nancy I loved her friends I thought her boyfriend was adorable. Um, and I just really, it was like the first, one of the first books that I read. First of all, I could read these books in a day. Like I could sit down like four hours and knock a book out because they weren't, they're not like super long. And that's like kind of the point. Um, so I would read those books in a day, but I just loved like seeing the story unfold and when I was younger it was to the it was at the point where like I couldn't even try and guess who the person that they were gonna end up pursuing as the um bad guy was gonna be so I just loved the chase I loved the um like the camaraderie between the friends and I thought that I like for a hot second I really wanted to be like a detective I was like I could do this first of all no I cannot I I cannot do that it would stress me out so much but it was the, one of the first books that I was like oh like women can be you know heroes they can be <coughs> the ones that have all the answers that solve the problems that save the day and I love that 
So it's funny that you bring up Nancy Drew, not because it's my next book, but because I did have all the yellow um, hardbacks as well, but I never read them. I got them and then I got rid of them, which is another, I know, and now I'm really regretting it because I wish I would have read them, but I also did that with a series of unfortunate events, which I only read the first three books of, even though I had all of them in the exact same cover, which is so upsetting to me now, but my next book I know, I really know how good you spoiled it. little idiot bookworm. But <laughs> my next book was a book that I actually read and actually enjoyed. Um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I mm, I yeah. have it. I can send it well, to you, even though it. mine is in awful condition. Like I've read this book so many times, I don't know I don't know how it's still like intact. Like how the binding and the cover is still a thing because it is literally like like hanging by a thread this book and it really was just such a good book like I loved it like I I own the movie I had it I had merch I don't know where my merch went I don't even know what it I don't even remember I just remember opening a box of merch for this book but I have all I have three of the books including the prologue and it's it was such a good book for me because, again, I say it again, I was not a reader as a kid. Like, I thought I was. A lot of the books that I still own today that are in my fancy little book cabinet now are books that I haven't even read. Like, I have One of Us Was Lying because I got it at Barnes & Noble four years ago and never read it. Like, I really wanted to be a reader. And now that I am, I love it. But I have so many books that I just haven't read. And... I have the rest of the series and I haven't finished it, but this book was one that I got through because it had photos. It had pictures and it had, um, oh, that's like so in one part cool. of the book, it, it talks about these creatures. I don't remember what they're called, but it talks about these creatures that eat children's eyes, <laughs> which was such a gruesome thing that it would kill you and then eat your eyes. And like that, that was like one of my favorite books. It's okay. Which explains a lot, but these creatures that eat your eyes, they, um, it had photos of them and how you could tell them. And I remember for months and months, if I would be walking somewhere, I would look for these people with these like cold, like light blue grayish eyes that were like, kind of like dead looking because they eat children's eyes and that's how they survive. So that was one of my favorite books. I think it explains a lot about me now and why I am the way I am. Ashley? Nice. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. So my last book, I've been, I have a list of like nine books in front of me. And I just can't decide which book I'm going to talk about here. Because I love both of them so much. It's divergent in the selection. I think I'm going to go with the selection. So the selection was recommended to me by my elementary school librarian um, when I was in the fifth grade because her daughter had just finished it and she was like, oh, you two would really like it. And our school didn't have the books. So it was actually Megan and I together and Megan bought the first book and she cranked through it and she's like, I'm obsessed. I'm buying all of them. So I was able to read her book while we were waiting for the other ones to ship. And I just... I was obsessed with it. I ate it up because it was the first time I liked the plotline of a romance book. And I'm normally not someone who loves a, like just a purely romance book, 
because I feel like the storyline can get a little dull if you're not getting the whole story in one book because this is a trilogy. So that means that the romance is going to be spread over three books, which is really slow. But the older I got, the more I've come to appreciate that development. But this book, A, it got me out of a reading slump when I was um, kind of done reading all of the classic like 2014 books, which were Percy Jackson, Hunger Games, Divergent, and then I didn't know about reading Harry Potter or Twilight because my school didn't really focus on those books as much. Um, but the selection, it, I just, I loved it. And the third one is called The One, ironically. And it's my favorite one. It's the best book, in my opinion. And it, it fits their whole story into one book where you could read the one and kind of understand what's going on. But if you read the other two that go before it, the selection and um, the middle the one, the elite. So it's the selection, the elite, the one. If you don't read the selection and the elite, you can still kind of understand what's going on in the one because so much happens in that book. But reading the first two just help you get it so much more and you connect with the characters. But I just, I loved, I loved those books. And I know a lot of people hate them because they're like slow, but I just, I love them. I adore them. Maxon, I would die for Max and Sharif. And that's that on that. So oh, he is he's the physical embodiment of a golden retriever boy. He is quite literally like one hundred percent a Hufflepuff. He's just sunlight incarnate. He's adorable. He's the sweetest and I love him. So really quick, um if Anyone who's listening is like, oh, I want to know where to find these books, but I don't want to pay for them. Uh, I am not the one telling you this, but if you literally just Google the book you're looking for and add PDF to the end, almost every book is online free in a PDF format. I, yeah, I didn't I feel even like know that. Not enough people know but about that. So, <laughs> and, and sorry to interrupt you you can get audiobooks on youtube that is for free like full audiobooks um also if anyone's listening to this and you guys aren't like and you guys are kind of like i hate reading reading isn't for me but i really want to get to become a reader um the way that i did it was like i said i read a lot of graphic novels like i loved the smile series and the drama books and everything um by Raina telgemeier or whatever however you say her last yeah. name start with graphic so novels start with the percy jackson graphic novel Start with the Kane Chronicles graphic novel. Start with graphic novels of Baby Mouse, Bone series, literally any other graphic novels that you want. I think there's House of Anubis is one of them. They have a, that book series has a um, graphic novel because I, I know that because I, I also read that one. Start with the graphic novel. And then once you kind of start like really getting into those, start with smaller books. Even if they are children's books, you can start that even when you are a 15 year old. You know, that's what I did. So. I would 110% recommend that. Yeah. Kids' books are good. Like, kids' books are just so well-written in a way that's tangible and understandable. Like, I I don't enjoy reading some older people books because they're so dull. And it's like, I get it. You used Google and got a thesaurus and, like, pulled out these fancy-schmancy words, but I don't exactly, want to read I a book I don't understand. And that's just more work for me, and I don't want to do that, so. 
also friends don't be afraid to support your local libraries local you know bookstores your um you know your local businesses that might be able to carry these books for you because if you first of all libraries are literally your saving grace they're so wonderful if you have one get a library card honestly it it literally will be such a lifesaver also small you know businesses they they still carry these books they're if it's a bookstore they probably have these books because they are popular books so don't don't be afraid to do a little perusing just because you know it's not amazon or it's not barnes and noble books are books and however you get them whether it's you know from the library from a place like goodwill from your friends from your parents even just pick pick it up because a book is a book and and coming from someone who has actually that. worked in a library um it's one of my favorite fun facts about myself is that i worked in a library in eighth grade books are very hard to find in libraries if your library goes by the dewey decimal system it's hard to find if you're not a librarian or if you've never done that Asking a librarian for help or asking someone who's in there a lot and you see them is not a bad idea. Also, libraries are an amazing place to meet people. I can tell you that also from experience. I've met a lot of my friends in libraries. It's a great time. And don't feel bad about not being able to finish a book. There are, like I said, I, I've had so many books that I have literally just thrown away because I just, or not thrown away, given to Goodwill or given to friends. I'm not like that, but um, that I'd given away because I just could not finish them. Don't feel shame about not being able to read. It's not that big of a deal, but reading is all the, is my favorite thing. So I would suggest getting into it. Yep. And, um, wrapping it up. Um, if you don't know where to start to like find a library or find a place to go to read, um, there are lots of places where you can, like on the internet, you can look up uh, where your local library is, and a lot of them are online now. You can request online books so you don't have to go in and get a physical book if you're uh, worried about the COVID situation, which I know a lot of people are. And also your school libraries. Your school libraries are almost always in conjunction with the district that you're in. And you can get a lot of books from them just from your, like, school ID or in talking with a teacher or something. So, like, there are so many ways to get books that you don't have to pay for. So, if... I do. Sorry. I don't mean to drag this out. But if you guys ever need recommendations, I'm pretty sure our email is in the bio. So, hit us up. And that's all I have. Oh, and also, we are so sorry for not posting last week. We had some unfortunate technical difficulties that just were not working in our favor, but um, we have pretty much sorted them all out for now, so thanks for bearing with us. We're sorry we missed you, um, and we love you. Alrighty, guys, and that's been Books, Cleverness, and Chaos, Episode 3, and we can't wait for you guys to join us Bye. next week, and we'll see you later.
Peace.